This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The Public Health Agency of Canada has reported a salmonella outbreak connected with raw pet food, specifically pet food that's come in contact with cattle, even more specifically, calves. The health agency says 40 cases have been confirmed in Quebec, Ontario, Nova Scotia, Manitoba, New Brunswick and PEI. There have been no human deaths, but some dogs and cattle have been infected and died. Lawrence Gunther has more details on the story. Lawrence is the host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther. Hey, good morning, Lawrence. Hey, Dave. So, Lawrence, how far back does this outbreak trace? 2020, and the reason it's just coming to light now is because they're, they've actually found proof that uh, it's traced to a dog food that contains raw uh, beef, right? So uh, they, they see the smoking gun and they figure, you know, time to issue a warning. Not only is it salmonella, Dave, but it's a form of salmonella that's not easily treatable with the standard antibiotics, right? So you have to get into the super antibiotics to, if you really get sick, to treat this. And of course, they'll only know if they actually diagnose it. So what are some of the symptoms or, or detections that someone should do in regards to a, in contact with salmonella? Yeah, so it can it can look like a flu, right? You can have a fever, diarrhea, upset stomach, um, nausea. So if that's persisting though, and and the uh, diarrhea is really starting to cause dehydration, you really need to get to the hospital, and you need to report that this could be related to coming in contact with a with serving the pet food, the raw meat pet food, or actually coming into contact with the dogs that that are eating this pet food. And that way they'll know what to look for, what to uh, test you for, and they'll be able to treat you accordingly. Lawrence, I don't have the details here in front of me, but but what what what's the brand associated with this? Because I think that's really important in this conversation. Yeah, I think there it's not just like a, some people, you know, last week or two weeks ago, we talked about, you know, getting local pet food, right? So a lot of people I know go to their butcher and they ask for the, uh, the cuttings, right? Anything that didn't make it into our our uh, brown wrap paper packages from the butcher, small bits of cuts of this and that, they grind it up, they freeze it, and they'll sell it to you. And then you can serve it to your animal raw. So there's that's common. But there's also, you know, uh, manufacturers pet food that are you selling uh, pet food that's raw meat and that's dog treats as well. So it's pet food and dog treats. And if you go to your pet food store, you'll find that stuff in the in the dog uh in the fridge section or the freezer section of your pet food store. So that's the kind of thing you need to be, uh, be careful of. What's the government recommending? You know, they say if you're, if you've got children in your home or people that have a, a, a weakened immune system, aged people or people who are immune compromised, you might want to think twice about serving your, your cat or dog, uh, pet food with raw, raw beef in it. You know, and if you are, you got to make sure 
you wash your hands after you serve the the animal or you have to touch the dog food and then even the dog itself right the licking of the dog after it eats and it comes over and licks your hand and <laughs> you can get the salmonella on your hand or wherever the dog licks you and even when you're picking up the feces from the dog it can still be active in the feces itself so you really have to practice really good hand washing um, uh, you know with soap and such yeah dogs are uh, filthy creatures they have a lot of personality but they are definitely <laughs> filthy there's no doubt about it <laughs> What about the cattle side of this equation, Lawrence? What are the protocols that are in place? What should be kept in place here in regards to um, the, the, the cow side of this? Yeah, so that's where it's coming from, right? We're feeding cattle. Cattle live in close confinement with each other. You know, they're stepping in each other's feces. So it spreads. It can spread amongst a cattle herd pretty quick. And it, it can be, you know, most cattle won't die from it. They can live with it, but it, it can get into the meat during the butchering process. But if you're visiting a farm, you definitely want to wash your hands after you touch the animals. And even if you don't touch the animals themselves, you know, while you want to wash your boots properly when you leave the farm and you want to wash, and if you touched anything, you just wash your hands really well. If you're going to some sort of pet fair or, or locals, you know, uh, fair uh, you know in your community and they're having calves there on exhibit for competition or cattle on competition even if you touch the uh, railings be, be careful to wash your hands afterwards Lawrence, that's the uh, pet food side of the equation. You've really been on this uh, pet food beat the last couple of weeks. Oh, uh, just, just the bubbly, but it's an important story, right? Like if you're talking yeah. about salmonella breaks, uh, you know, food that can cause any kind of digestive stress for an animal or a human, like, you know, it's a big deal. I, I, you don't have to look much further than the E. coli outbreak in the daycares in Calgary to know how just important food safety is. Oh, especially the stuff that, that says, uh, you know, that it's, it's, you can't treat it with standard antibiotics, right? Yeah, because yeah. the antibiotics are quite often in the animal's feed or they're being treated with antibiotics, so they become resistant to it. Lawrence, what's coming up on the next episode of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther, Gunther on the mighty airwaves, airwaves, airwaves of AMI-audio? Yeah, man, we got, uh, we've got stories about uh, sea turtles. We've got stories about rhinoceroses. We've got stories about, you know, all sorts of creatures, how, uh, how they listen, how they navigate using their internal GPS and, uh, and, and animals endangered. We've got a whole bunch of great episodes coming up uh, over, the, over the December months that we're working on right now. The order in which they go up. We'll decide that with the producer, but uh, stay tuned. We've got some great content coming your way for sure. Uh, Lawrence, uh, are you saying there explicitly that you've got a special series coming up on or orientation and mobility for different kinds of wildlife, like how rhinos are getting around <laughs> with them big old horns? Well, you know, sea turtles, man, they've got they've got these little metal metal particles in their brain at birth that create a map that using our gravity, Earth's gravity, they can navigate thousands and thousands of kilometers. It's like got like built-in GPS, right? And and they also they depend on light when they're looking for the uh, the beach and to get on the beach and, and away from the beach. So yeah, they're using light. And, and the way whales and dolphins uh, communicate, you know, it's a frequency, Dave, a sound frequency that's beyond our hearing. So wow. this, this is wow. pretty cool stuff. Right? Super, super cool. Hey, Lawrence, yeah. thank you for this, sir. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. 
Thanks, Dave. That's Lawrence Gunther. He's the host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther. You can find that show Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-audio, and you can follow Lawrence on Twitter, at Lawrence Gunther. That's at Lawrence Gunther on Twitter. In 60 seconds, Alex Smythe has the weather story of the day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minutes. Strength in base metals and tech helped Canada's main stock index log gains yesterday. Toronto's TSX index rose 70 points to 20,246. New York's Dow Jones average surged 203 points and the Nasdaq gained 159. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index slipped 33 points and our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 72.88 cents U.S. Both the U.S. and Japan will have shortened trading weeks because of national holidays this week. Millions of people are expected to hit airports and highways in record numbers over the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. StatsCan is expected to release its latest reading on inflation this morning. The agency's consumer price index for October will be updated just hours ahead of the federal government's fall economic statement this afternoon. Federal Finance Minister Christian Freeland is expected to include measures aimed at boosting the construction of housing across the country. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebeau. Thank you very much, Karen. You heard Karen mention inflation data in there. She put that report together a few hours ago, and since then, StatsCan has released their October inflation number, showing a slowing in the pace of inflation. Prices going up 3.1% year-over-year, 3.1% year-over-year price increase in October. That is a little bit down from September, and as I mentioned to you right off the top of the show, one of the big drivers in that was a decrease in the price of gasoline by over 7%. So gasoline slowing down the inflation number a little bit while rent and food continuing to drive prices up. So there you go. A little bit of an update there at the uh, tail end of Karen Rebo's Morning Business Minute. Let's bring in Alex Smythe for the weather reports. Alex, it's sort of kind of maybe a good news weather story coming out of Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, sort of, could sort of, maybe, kind of. You know, it depends how you look at it. Short, short term, sure. Yeah, this is this is a good news story. Long range, okay, this is kind of uh, concerning. So we're we're focusing on my own stopping ground of Edmonton, Alberta. Normally at this time of year, it would be blanketed with snow, and that snow would stay until late spring. However, there is a chance that the city goes without in any single snowflake for the entire month of November. No snow at all. This would truly be unprecedented. In fact, it's never happened before in the history of it being documented. And for some context of what Edmonton normally receives in November, on average, it's 17.3 centimeters of snow during the month. So, so far they have zero and we're November 21st, Dave. It's usually also the daily highs are uh, kind of below freezing or well below freezing at this point, but they're still, you know, quite quite warm, quite comfortable. And this is all due to a, a warm Pacific air system that's kind of lingered within the area. So it's been keeping moisture and colder weather to the north and south at bay. And as a result, They've been uh, keeping their, their streets and, and roads nice and, and dry from any snow that they may have. And looking forward to that uh, long range forecast, 
it's predicted to linger in the area until early December. So this may wow. very well be a snowless November in in Edmonton. And to me, that would be a huge shock because I remember being there by December 30, uh, October 31st, Halloween, the snow was on the ground and it was there to stay. Yeah, I'm staying with my framing that this is probably a pretty good news story. But like you said, perspective matters. If somebody yeah. uh, in the Edmonton area is really into skiing or some kind of winter activity, snowmobiling, maybe they want that to come out sooner than later. But I kind of feel like the everyman, the every person of Edmonton, Alberta is greeting this with a little bit of joy because there will be plenty of snow between December and, say, uh, May the 1st. Absolutely, Dave. That's that's a well put. The snow will come. The cold weather will come. So it's just delaying it a little bit. We'll be okay. <laughs> well, keep the boots and uh, keep the boots away for at least a few more days there in Edmonton. Thank you for this, Alex. Coming up after the break, International Day of Persons with Disabilities is a few weeks away. How does Canada stack up when it comes to disability rights? Rabia Khadr weighs in with her thoughts. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.